I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi again, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Babe. I'm here with Tierney. I was waiting for my cue. <laughs> <laughs> it's Saturday. We're just yeah, relaxing. It's our first weekend episode. Yeah, we're vibing. We're super vibing. I'm, I'm relieved. Like, I feel like I've been in some Tracy flick moods coming over here <laughs> You're like really on it i'm really you know just one of my tasks for the day and yeah. i'm here to have a great time and go <laughs> yeah yeah you've been very professional and like a communications expert yeah and then today i'm liking this you're switching it up you're that, a little you know more the real me yeah relaxed <laughs> having a weekend vibe and look and it's really working for me both work but I also love it's, just like chilled. I out. love getting chilled out. Yeah. <laughs> it's 818 day. It's the Valley holiday. You saw Shia LaBeouf yesterday. I did. In the wild. After I had literally prayed to. <laughs> <laughs> you prayed to the gods to bless you with a Shia sighting and it fully happened. and manifesting an opportunity to connect with Shia. And he was no more than six to seven inches away from me on the street and I really locked eyes and looked but there's that moment that happens sometimes when you see someone you know mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you like second guess yourself so I wasn't really able to verbalize any yeah comment but like you were both physically aware of each other we were and the person I'll say it the woman he was with <laughs> um was he with Mia Goth Based on my Googling, no. Oh, wow. Who was it? Unless she changed races. She was like a really beautiful woman, kind of Sasha Blaine looking, but not her. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I was Googling who he was with because I actually like, I didn't really. Did it seem romantic? Hard to tell. She was walking behind him. So mm-hmm. I don't think that's romantic. Yeah. But you never know what they're like. You never know. Um, but she was definitely aware of how aware I was. <laughs> wow. But it was chill. As anyone, I as I would be if I was hanging and, out with Shia. Yeah. He looked so hot because whatever movie he's in right now, he's really... Um, he finally... His head is really like close shaven and yeah. he's very like broad shouldered and like... Oh, God. He's so tan and hot. I saw a shirtless pic of him yesterday yeah, filming that movie like, with tattoos. all the tattoos and I was just like lightly moaned to myself. I was like looking up... I had just seen that too and then I looked at it because like when I, I had seen that tattoo photo and then I saw him so I was thinking like, oh yeah, he's filming in LA. Like, duh, it's him. Like, don't 
block your blessings. You know, so I had to tell myself, like, I got what I wanted. You did. (laughs) Because I had just been reading more about his dad, too, and, like, his family dynamic. And while I'm happy that my own dad doesn't share certain, like, uh, qualities of his dad, it's, like, literally, like, the most SoCal, like, drifter father representation I've ever really seen, and I really resonate with it. <laughs> yeah. I look forward to the day where you host, like, a and a with Shia. Yeah. Like, I feel I know, like... A role. Or yeah. We need to, you know, siblings mm-hmm. or neighbors. Oh, my God, yes. You know what I mean? You like, guys need to be... Some, like, you know, secret it. I'll keep fantasizing. You're manifesting. As we see, it comes true. So <laughs> I'm really glad that Shia. But obviously, I thought very quickly of you. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm glad one of us have had that interaction. I saw him at the Cannes Film Festival when uh-huh. I was there on like Amazing. an internship program in 2008. Well, he was peak baby, right? <laughs> peak, no, it was right. I think before he went full babe. Yeah, and. The that was right when I met my best friend Christine. Like we had met that same week, and we were just like palling around, like breath, like wide eyed, totally, like twenty year olds, like just navigating this like glamorous fest. And he was in a full tuxedo, and we're standing like outside of some sort of like casino, like bar type of thing. And he walked in, and then some of the girls we were with were like, "Shia!" And then like (laughs) we all tried to go in, and the security guard was like, "No." no. And I was like, God damn it. Like, keep your shit together. <laughs> yeah, you're like, act right. And then this girl that we were with started crying. Like, she's like, like <laughs> because of it. Yeah, crying. <laughs> and then called her boyfriend and was like, I just saw Shia. And like, her boyfriend was like, Why are you calling oh, me? And my she's God. like, Why aren't you happier for me? And like, started. Oh like, my God. She's amazing. <laughs> the Shia. Why effect. aren't you happier for me is like such a good question. It's a really good question. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So it's been 10 years since I've seen him. So I'm due. That's 10 years too long. I feel like, yeah, he, I think I've spotted him in Studio City from like me being in the car and him being on the street kind mm-hmm. of vibe. But not that was never confirmed, you know? Yeah. But then this was why it was super confirmed yesterday because um, I was with a friend visiting her at work. At the Depop space, I was deciding to open a store. <laughs> and then um, she texted me a few hours later and was like, dude, this is so funny. Because she was like, where, where? And then she wanted to see him. And mm-hmm. then um, she was like, I just went to eat nearby with my boss. And um, we saw him again. <gasps> <laughs> so Shy is around. I'm not going to say it on this because mm-hmm. this is public. You don't want to blow now up that I spot. know I love the listeners. Yeah, readers, yeah, yeah. But um, – mean you can go to this restaurant sometime and cross our fingers okay cool yeah i've never really like done a stakeout like that before but i know you have so <laughs> oh i'm fully into staking I'm out ready, yeah. yeah and i think like why is shia the ultimate catch he's like the only good actor a. yeah he's an incredible actor i like he's a wild card i like wild card i like someone who knows the whole spectrum of emotion who's mm-hmm. been resilient yeah but also spoiled mm-hmm. such a sexy combo and came from humble beginnings and then is now like truly living his best life yeah and i also relate to that like you know i love 
SoCal shit and that humble beginning here is so different than like, hum- I don't know, like your humble beginning still is so glam in some ways, but mm-hmm. I feel like it also makes it like more, it's a it small makes it town. worse in a way, right? Yeah. yeah, it's a small town beginning TBD on like the humility or humble yeah. factor of it, but Shia is a true like echo part, like east side yeah. come up with like kind of crazy parents, definitely not a lot of money. So no, he's not being like, like one the of those... sole provider since he's like a young kid, yeah, and like knowing so much, you know. I like all that, yeah, and having like struggling openly, yeah. That's what not I like really about trying it to too. hide it no. either. It's not like there's some sort of like PR move to no. like distract. The most hilarious thing about him though recently to me is that when he wrote a screenplay about his life, that he wrote it like. He titled it, or like the credit was someone else's name and mm-hmm. his. But then if you read it, you realize like that's the character's name. That is like a version of, of him, you know? You know what? He's an artist. Uh, but that kind of <laughs> shit, like that's part of it that we need to like include in the equation too, because there's like this like artistic undercurrent that's not like fully. It's he- like. He's gasping or like I don't know. <laughs> he's an artist, but not really a good artist, I'd say. Yeah. But or, he's trying. Yeah, we're afraid to like go. <laughs> he's an amazing artist, Laura. <laughs> I know, I felt like bad as soon as I, I was I like, what if Shia I watched your hesitation? <laughs> well, like he is a, he he is always doing his art unapologetically. And, uh, I, I want to unleash more of that too. Yeah. And, and look I at his feel style. Like, he put on, you know, Kanye was obsessed with Shia's style and you can see it. Yeah. Kanye and co opted like all of Shia's style. That's and that's the reason. LA that, dad. Yeah. LA dad. Style. Kim Kardashian is now wearing Shia's like Shia. style. I like have some bike shorts that I wear. You just want to like listen to music with Shia, you know? Yeah. There was a, what? There was like a fashion collection I looked at recently and I have to like pull it back up. What was it? And it was all, it was from like Denmark Fashion Week and every model was going down the runway in like hiking boots, tube socks with like an outfit. And it was very Shia because mm-hmm. he has like those desert storm. Rugged. Rugged. He's from the ready Santa Monica Mountains. To go to war <laughs> or go to like Erewhon. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah definitely. I wonder if he, he I, I love him. I love him. I had a shocking moment. I think we kind of touched on this in the like in the last episode when we were talking about like crying at couples uh-huh. in public, but like there was I went to like a a, a little like barbecue gathering at a stranger's house that mm-hmm. one of my friends was at who invited me and so I just decided to like be brave and show up by myself. And as soon as I walked in, I saw this guy that I had dated like five years ago and I was just like, I roll, like why? Yeah. And then as the party progressed, mm-hmm. I realized that. Hey, honey. <laughs> was like, hey. And like clearly like very awkward, like mm-hmm. they dated and it was like weird. Yeah. And then I realized that his new like paramour uh-huh. was Shia's ex who he cried on the street with. 
Oh, and I wow. was suddenly dead. I was like, hell yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I love this. Yeah. <laughs> Glad You're I came. Birds of a feather. <laughs> yeah. And I just wanted to like, I just really wanted to like observe. I had so many questions I want to ask her. Like, I just want to like be able to talk freely to women that have interacted with Shia, Shia. and like know him well. I would like to too. Yeah. <laughs> One day I'll talk to you about it. I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah. You'll tell me. Yeah. <laughs> Because I feel like you and Shia would probably connect more. Than I mean, me. I don't give a f what anyone thinks because I know we would. Yeah, and like I don't think every Shia fan also thinks they have a resonant soul connection. I think you guys definitely do. Like, there's a lot you, you can connect over. And I know that you guys have electrifying sexual chemistry. Yeah, we'd have very. And that's enough to begin. Yeah. <laughs> We can forge a connection from there. From there. I mean, that's one of the most honest ways to relate to someone. Yeah. I feel like we, like, I'm, I don't know how hard he lolls or how. Oh, he loves a laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cool. Yeah. So we'll fucking take it from there. Yes. Yeah. I love. Exciting. Let's talk about, okay, I had written down in my notes a, a scandal that you've not known anything about, but it truly is the most crazy thing to me. Please tell me. So I was reading the Daily Mail searching for babes, as I always am when mm-hmm. I'm on that website, and I saw an article that says that Johnny Depp and his representation are accusing Amber Heard of taking a revenge shit in their bed after they'd gotten in a fight. And her people are saying that is not true. It was her dog, Boo. And his people are saying, no, it was a human-sized, and she did it as revenge. And as problematic and awful as Johnny Depp has come to be. Yeah. I stand with Johnny on this one. You think it was like, a, I fully a big see, invasion. I've heard uh, stories like People not about like Amber Heard, but yeah. like I've heard stories about women who take revenge shits on men's belongings. Yeah. It's like true I've witnessed power move. something as a child that we'll get, we'll wrap we'll around. We'll get there. To that. Okay. But <laughs> I mean, I think like, the question of whether or not it was human is really interesting because it's like it, someone is now someone's there's lying no way to prove confirm you know unless we got a picture of it and then I could look at it and until yeah Lara's available <laughs> I'm available I'm a brew like I'm a professional <laughs> a brew Brewster. I mean, when I hear those stories, I just always think like I don't have that many brew issues, mm-hmm. and I know a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Um. One way or the other, you know, but I can't imagine the crouching or like what you can't just like sit down square on the bed because then your brew would yeah. go on you. Yeah. You'd, ha- I don't know I don't how, want- <laughs> like, you logistics- hold on to the, I'd have to hold on to the headboard. <laughs> yeah. It would be like, a- and I don't think, I think I would get performance anxiety. That's what I'm trying to say. I would never be able to do that. Yeah. Unless, unless I gave myself like diarrhea and yeah, then waited for the exact moment like- and then was like, okay, <laughs> like I there's, know, I, know, I, know. <laughs> I really respect but that's not as visually compelling. No. You that's need kind a solid of like, brew on the bed. You need a, a surprise. <laughs> the other one, yeah. That's like, so yeah. when they're getting into bed, yeah. they pull back yeah. and then it's like it's their whole night is available. Yeah. yeah. 
like a di- like a diarrhea moment on the bed. No, it's no like, boob spew because also it could dry. But up. then they wouldn't even know that it was specifically for revenge. They might just think that you like had an accident, <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's worse. That's a brew worse. gone wrong. That's way way worse. <laughs> but like revenge brewing is a move that I highly respect. Um. I do too. Like, okay, growing up, my mom <laughs> has this friend named Cheryl. They haven't been friends forever. And she's the type of person that like, when I was like five years old, six years old, I would go in the house and be like, what smells? This meat doesn't smell right. Like, <laughs> I always knew who my parents like turnt party friends were mm-hmm. and hated them like a little narc. You know yeah. what I mean? And um, <laughs> this particular woman, like, she was the only person I knew, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Like my mom was definitely more down to earth than her family, but this woman was like just always conning and like, she's a scammer. Like, yeah. Scammer. Like she would, I heard she would like go sell Coke in San Diego at like the nicest spas, but then like literally ruin every room and steal like hundreds of soaps and like hundreds of towels, wow. and, like crazy things or like go to the buffet and steal, get kicked out of the buffet for stealing chicken. My mom grew up a little rich girl. You know, she's sitting there like, God, what are we doing? Wow. But then I, I love was, stealing. That's bold. Yeah. Stealing all that stuff. Totally. A buffet steal is a she real move. Up, you know, as we talk, Luann would say on the white. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, this woman, when I was like probably nine, um, I think my mom was driving and we drove by her ex-husband's house, who I didn't know at the time. But just a few years later, I would end up seeing like a few times a week for years because he like had a really like whatever friendship and stuff with other people in my family. But at the time, I never knew this guy, but we were at his house and she took a shit in a pan and <laughs> and left just it put there. it left on it. the yard. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like she just really had to go to the bathroom. Like something in the yard. Wow. Like maybe not like a frying pan, like a metal dish. Okay. You know, like it could be planting or gardening. I don't know. Okay, wow. So that was a revenge. That was like a practical approach to a revenge brew because it was like not thought out in advance. But when the calling hit while we were right there, she took it upon herself to like excuse like make my mom stop the car and do that i think it's a specific type of woman who it can pull off a revenge brew yeah but it also is like it's either or like a specific type of woman or a specific type of relationship like i don't think i've ever been in the type of relationship where i've ever been compelled to like take a shit on someone's personal belongings but like I hope I kind I of would be have like to say I think you really really reflects worse on you. <laughs> I mean, like I'm thinking of like maybe the like I don't have too many grudges or maybe any, but like if I'm thinking about who this you know who would deserve this the most, mm-hmm. like that doesn't give me satisfaction. It like maybe I'm not connected to my own brew enough, like because it to me it shames me. Yeah, like I don't want like. Well, I think it's like. I wouldn't want to do it to like a professional enemy or someone that I just didn't like. <laughs> no, like it has I would to be like a crazy sex. Yeah, it needs to be someone that I was like in a very intense like love relationship with. Because the story that I heard about this girl who brew revenge brewed was it was like this girl, this woman and guy living in Los Angeles and they'd been dating for like a couple years or something and she they lived together and she came home from a workout and like 
sat on like the edge of the bed or whatever and was like and then he was like can you not like sit on the bed with your workout clothes like it's just like kind of gross and she was like oh gross like oh you oh you're that's so gross you want to see fucking gross and then she went into his office and took a shit on his keyboard <laughs> oh my god and She's then amazing. it's amazing and then, <laughs> true like yeah yeah she proved it i love that because literally like that is why i'm scared to do this plastic yeah. because of like people will know about it, it being like nobody wants to be shamed as being gross for having a body but basically everyone feels that way to some degree yeah but like i feel like like she must be like a really hot she's like, hot i think i don't like, even like the hotter the girl is the more open about shitting they are mm-hmm you know, like yeah. conventionally, conventional hotties love open brew talk the most because like they're not having any like shame related to who they are physically. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they must be like, because if you would take a shit on your boyfriend's desktop computer keyboard, like people are going to know, like, I don't even know who she is or what her name is or what his <laughs> like, name you're is. You're not but just leaving out details. No, yeah. I like truly don't know, but I know this story has happened. happened. And so you also just have to be confident with the fact that like people, strangers that don't know, you are going to know that you did this. Yeah. Like it's not a revenge situation, but I do know this guy. Oh, I can't even remember his name and I never actually knew him, but I just knew that he shit on the a white couch in the middle of a party and on command <laughs> or by accident. I wish it was like as a big <laughs> trick. <laughs> I had heard about a girl. I dated this guy who like had gone to like a small college in Michigan and he was like telling me a story about a party that people threw while they were in college and this one girl was there and she was like, she was like, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to fucking shit in that trash can. <laughs> and then just pulled down her pants in front of everyone at the party and shit in the trash can. And I was like, must have had amazing boobs. Wow. Like- <laughs> yeah. Like it's a real power move. Oh my God. No. Like, so I want to know from the readers, like, what do you think? Like, did Amber Heard do this? Or is this like a smear tactic by Johnny Depp and his people to like discredit her? I mean, it's like not even that good of a smear tactic. No. It's like, it's not, it's like, it's not equitable to like what they're alleging is smearing against him, which is really just, you know, like yeah. her claims or truth, whatever. Like if that's the best he can do, like coming that's up what with I mean. that. It's yeah. like... <laughs> He's like, I abused this woman, but now I'm going to spread a rumor that she pooped in the bed. Like, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking idiot. Yeah, I'm like, that's chill. The bed is like way chiller than like outside your house, inside, or like your office. Like, I I don't shit the bed a lot, but um, (laughs) it's like way more normal to me than other areas for like a true revenge. Yeah, it's a great revenge. Like, the like, the like rollover to find it is a good element. If it's I think like that e- either a rollover when you're getting into bed and you pull back, like I want it to be under the sheets. And like you see yeah, your bed totally. and it's so beautifully made and you're like, Oh my God, I can't wait to just like relax. And then you pull back and there's the revenge. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Uh. <laughs> oh no. no. <laughs> 
I hope no one ever does that You're to like, me. You're like, Amber! <laughs> but I also would be down to do that to someone. Maybe. Did you see Crazy Rich Asians? No, I think I'm going to see it today. There's an experience in there with a bed, and that's all I'll say. And it okay. doesn't involve... Brew. Brew. <laughs> I want to know also from the readers, have you ever taken a revenge brew? I'm... I have not. I mean, I'm punk, the, but I can't do that. That's not in my revenge arsenal. No. Oh, no. Um, Let's talk about Kendall Jenner because her dog bit a child when she was at a restaurant no. this past week. Yeah. She has a Doberman uh-huh that she like she takes a doberman out. to the restaurant yeah she's like has a doberman bring, yeah they being dog owners <laughs> and she and her boyfriend went to go eat at this restaurant and then the doberman bit a child and then oh she God. and her boyfriend got up and left really fast no yeah but i feel like having like a dangerous dog her boyfriend yeah ben simmons oh, okay. or whatever like <laughs> Whatever he say. Whatever he is. Like, I don't... He's, like, a basketball player. Uh-huh. I don't know for what or who, because I, like... She just loves basketball players, Loves huh? a b-baller. Allegedly. Um, do you still think she's a lesbian? What do you think? Yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> I mean... But that is so trash, because of all people, you know there's cameras on you at all times. Like, yeah. you know... So, or like, not that, that whole incident was recorded or anything, but just like, you think it's better to be like caught running away from the situation rather than just like, you know, she probably was suffering a huge anxiety moment because we've seen her deal with these on the show. But yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it's also a really babe move to have like a poorly trained chic dog that's yeah. like a liability no, to take out so, in public. Yeah. That's like attacking children and then you just like run away. No, I mean, my dog is not mean at all and doesn't un- like bite, but she behaves horribly and I love her, but I don't like leave the house with her much. Yeah. Like we'll go on walks, but even then it's like. <laughs> I have to really strap up yeah. to like be able to do it. And like, what am I supposed to do? Discipline her? Like, how old is she? She's like six. Like, she is who she is and she's cool. What like, kind of dog is it? <laughs> she is a mix of a pit bull and a beagle. Oh, wow. So she has a lot of personality going on. She's a beautiful and sexy dog. And she, <laughs> what I tell her is, I am honored and I am humbled to know you. <laughs> name gretchen <laughs> i love a human name animal <laughs> she's so elegant and yet unruly yeah and like oh my god that's just so dumb like like celebrities of all people are the ones with like bad dogs who like they don't care they love a bad dog you know and it's like the cost of any i'm sure issue. if i was really really rich i would probably buy tons of dogs and cats yeah. and just like let them do whatever. Enjoy them. Yeah, enjoy <laughs> them and then have someone else that's in charge of, like, training and caring for them. I, uh, I'd love that, too. Yeah, <laughs> like, I would love to just be surrounded. Yeah, I'm not, like, I'm not the sole caretaker for my dog or else I wouldn't have her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it takes a village. And there's no to way. To raise I don't Gretchen. deal with her brew. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, 
Not there yet. I would rather deal with a baby diaper. Really? I'd rather deal with a dog. I don't know. Is it like rude against dogs that I <laughs> I prefer human ways? <laughs> no, it's just a pr- it's a personal preference. Everyone <laughs> yeah. is clearly everyone is different. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> Babies, I like can't fat. Like it's like it seems like it's just so much, and I'm like, wow, they're so chill though. They're just like whatever. I love I've been having a baby summer, like so many around me, mm-hmm. and I just love to chill out with them. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't have my own, and that's probably a big reason why. I love, like, who in your family or extended family has a baby? Yeah, like, um, I have, like, 20-something cousins. Mm-hmm. Most of them are in L.A., and so, like, a lot of them do have kids now, but... um like I went to the beach the other day with like five little girls, like five little girls under five. Oh, cute. And I was in the water with like all of them except the real little babies and like so cute. I love playing. Yeah. <laughs> I love like babies and then like little kids. Yeah. And also like I just like their skin. I mean, their goals are so soft, mm-hmm. even complexioned. Yeah. <laughs> they are goals. Yeah. I've been dry brushing oh every God. day. Mine is there and I've never used it. I highly, I cannot recommend it enough. Are you serious? It's truly like it will change your skin to being so soft. Really? Yeah. Okay. You just do it for a few minutes before the shower. Uh-huh. Like if you like whenever you're about to shower, like mm-hmm. if you want to take like a night shower, it's just like you have to brush really quick. It takes like three minutes or like if you work out in the morning come home you can just do it you don't have to be like it's not like you you can do it on like sweat skin Uh like it doesn't i mean obviously not like totally damp skin but like you don't have to be like dry totally to dry brush and it really changes things i'm gonna feel yeah super soft yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, exfoliation is like the biggest thing any like esthetician tells me. And I feel, especially in my body, I do not exfoliate all the time. I don't have a great scrub right now. Once you get used to it, like I don't, I don't love a scrub in the shower because it just is like has oils in it. And then you feel like you have to kind of like uh-huh. wash that off. And the dry brush is like, just a fast efficient way and then after like four or five times you really start to notice like oh my god my skin is so soft so you do you go from bottom to top yeah you start at your feet and then you work your way up towards your your heart i brush like the top of my feet and then work up the shins and all around just like short strokes or are you doing yeah like like kind of long like a foot long stroke and then upwards towards your heart you do your stomach and stomach and then my favorite place is like on my sides like underneath my armpit like it just feels really good i like when you're in yoga when they're like side body i'm always like hello mm -hmm. feels good there yeah it's like a sensitive zone and then yeah. underneath the arm, like where your underarm skin is feels yeah. really nice. Getting some lymphatic drainage. Mm-hmm. Everywhere you go these days, lymphatic drainage. Yeah, lymphatic it's the new drainage. Thing. I'm like, what do I need drained? Like I've not been drained. Yeah, I've never been drained. I only like self-drain through a dry brush moment, but I've yeah, seen that all is, those yeah. like 
uh, I feel like a lot of like online influencer, totally. like LA fashion drained. girls, they're all like putting on that a mesh bodysuit yeah. of some sort, and then someone runs like a machine over them, yeah. and they like love a lymphatic but drainage. I feel like sometimes they even show like liquid or something like a result or maybe it's something else yeah i need i would love nothing more than to do like a full body drain drainage to me it just makes me feel like i'm gonna have more defined facial structure yeah like it's like a bloat oh yeah reduction or something i'm forgetting the name but it's like um it's like japanese or chinese um like the kind of facial, it's like with a G, you know? It's what like, is that? I'm, not, I'm forgetting what it's called. It's like gua sha, gua sha facial. I've never heard of that. And it's lymphatic drainage based. And it's like, and that is basically where why the rose and jade quartz rollers are so getting popular. Like mm-hmm. those are tools that are usually used in that kind of facial. Yeah. And it, um, but I think like really good experts that are trained in it can really get you like, cheekbones and like that's like these influencer faces it's like even the really young girls they look augmented but it's not necessarily even fillers yet but it's like all these kinds of facials that are redistributing and like sharpening wow so it's like those little cheeks yeah i'm dying to get into like the like regular facial game i feel like that's years away yeah but like until then, I just have to like self facial. I'm here. I'm beginning my journey with regular facialing. Mm-hmm. I had only had one or two ever by the same woman, Andrea, who's amazing esthetician and like, she like in the a valley? really good friend. No, she's in um, Venice or WeHo. Love. And she she's so good. She knows so much about like all formulations of products and like the science of things, but also all the trendiness of it or whatever. And um, so because of her and her generosity and stuff, and she's such a nice facialist. And like, anyway, I I was like kind of being party girl last night, but in general, my skin is like so You're nicer glowing. than it's ever been. Yeah. And it's amazing. It, it makes me feel amazing. <laughs> You're glowing, even toned, rosy cheeks mm. with like a not with like a no makeup vibe. Which is Thank the you. truest thing that anyone could it ever want. It feels so good because then I'm like, oh, I could just have fun with color. Yeah. Like, you know, with makeup instead of feeling like super corrective or something. But mm-hmm. I had never even had a microdermabrasion, which I've been reading about in Alert for like uh, 20 years. Yeah. So um, that was cool. I like it. Ugh, I'm jealous. Yeah. But y- yeah, y'all got a link. She's gonna, she just started, I think she would love for people to know in LA oh, yeah. that she works now at, uh, beauty, what's it called? Skin worship. <laughs> Skin worship. And it's like, it's like the influencer salon. Like, oh, okay. It's where like Jordan Woods and, uh, Saucy Baby and all these like Kylie affiliates, but also like, Cara Delevingne or like yeah they all go there and get these crazy treatments so is that the kind of place where you can like get like a monthly package or something like that probably okay skin worship Andrea Andrea love Um, but then in Venice it's the more like low-key yeah it's always more low-key just I got yeah speaking of Venice I got the Jelena cookbook on my wish list how is it it's a so goop adjacent it makes me really happy but it also is like frustrating because you're like it's literally five thousand ingredients and like recipes that take 
eight hours to make. Or the simple ones, I'm sure, like, you need the nicest version of each thing for it to work. And the simple ones are like, oh, use, it's like, you need to use, like, the tomato confit, but, like, that is another recipe Recipe. that you have to make and have on hand to then infuse your other recipes. So I'm like, I need, like, four days that are just dedicated to, like, prepping for all the recipes that I want to make. Yeah. Yeah. But I love it because it's just like really bougie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I am. My goal is to like this tomato confit was like you have to roast cherry tomato. You have to cut a little tiny X in each cherry tomato, then roast them, then let them cool to room temperature, then gently remove the skins and the seeds. And I'm like, I love that, but also fuck you. Like, can you just like tell me like a can of tomato paste or something? Right. Like Like, the best one that you sell for $40. Like, yeah. Like, let me just buy it. Like, I don't want to like carve a tomato with a paring knife. Oh my God. Like, yeah, because I, you know, I love culinary experiences, but I don't really have like the full long game. No, and I really now it makes me respect Jelena and Juice even yeah. more because I'm like, wow, I didn't realize that all this work goes, goes into, into yeah well i i think i don't know if we talked about it before too, but like my cousin's a chef at Moza, and mm-hmm. like he makes food from our family like you know good amount like for whatever his birthday or for different little things when we get together but i just say that to be like he makes the same stuff we grew up eating but he makes it so much nicer because each of those little you know each little aspect he's so like thoughtful with yeah. and i'm like ugh. i'm like i think i'm jealous of his like because my family is really into cooking and stuff so i feel like wow he's really like taken this thread and made it beautiful yeah i admire it there's a level of patience that goes into that kind of thing it's all patience to me yeah and i'm like i love to eat it but i'm very impatient to make it and so that's like something i really also the biggest chef thing is to not eat what you make really like for him even for my mom who you know she has eight siblings and like she cook for all of them a lot Mm -hmm. like always has and it's like she works they both like work forever cooking and then they're like you know they have a bite with their hands of the meat and they're like good and then mm-hmm. they like drink a diet coke or alcohol <laughs> yeah it's more about like making the end product yeah and i think like what i really do love about it is like i really want like a like a nice entertaining space of my own that i don't really have because it is so cute to see people so excited about what you make like, yeah i love cooking for people like, I want, like, a huge Gwyneth-style kitchen exactly. and, like, all the space to have it, like, airy, like, well, good air circulation. And yeah, it doesn't totally. Get hot. That's like, why the hot is, yeah. like, no. Because I don't have, like, like, I love my apartment, but it's not, like, an entertaining space. It's definitely, it is, like, it's a so space. so nice here, but yeah, I guess. For, it's a space for one to three people to, like, lounge in. Yeah. Um, but... Just to say, that's also why we need one of the setup where she has that long time companion and colleague employee at home where mm-hmm. it's like, remember they were like making or like that one was making dinner for like the kids while Gwyneth cooked, but it still seemed like Gwyneth the kind of thing. Yeah. We're like overseeing things. Yeah. Like she, that woman could make the confit and yeah. then Gwyneth could come home and like finish it up. You exactly. Know I mean? Yeah. I need the chef to do all the like groundwork prep. 
like a sous chef slash assistant. And that is what the, I mean, I love that. Like I always wanted a food network kitchen where you open it and it's like bell pepper, onion, everything chopped. Cause mm-hmm. I love eating salads, but guys, I can't take the time to cut it all or like one by one. Like you need to really prep for the week if you're going to really be like chopping and mm-hmm. tossing your own. I've gotten more like, I've accepted a chop journey in my own life. Like, yeah. because a, a lot of the times it's way too hot to even like turn on an oven or stove. Yeah, totally. And so it, the best Option thing is just, is just like chop a ton of shit and like put it in a salad, like a huge Kardashian style, like yeah, salad yeah, yeah. bowl. So I'm like, I'm patient enough to chop, but the Jelena took my pa- It's a real patience tester. Totally. Yeah. Wait, can we also talk that just reminded me when you were talking about all the Kylie adjacent ladies, uh-huh. there was the, I think my babe of the week is this girl. Mm -hmm. I'd never heard of her before. And I need to like, I need to actually look her up so I can find the name. You guys think I know the name? I'm betting like 80% I do, but 20% Laura is going to teach me something right now. Instagram model Tammy Hebro was carried out of Kylie Jenner's 21st <laughs> birthday face down. face down in a stretcher. <laughs> this is an education moment. So Tammy Hembro. Oh my God. Is an Instagram model. And I guess she like, I, she must have a publicist that really perpetuated this story because totally. I'd never heard of her before. And then she was carried down face, carried out of the party face down on a stretcher, which is a vibe. I love that they're emphasizing face down. And so I saw all these stories that were like this girl, like party guest carried out in a stretcher, like dramatic moment. Guest of the party couldn't party anymore. And then there was an article that was like, meet Tammy Hembro, totally. the girl who, the girl who yeah. passed out. And face so it down. tells you all about her like life and what she's up to which is oh my god very who cares for me she's like i know like i want to do australian accent but i was embarrassed but like i wonder if it was pre-planned or just a really opportune moment so this is imagine they sent the photos (laughs) it's all fake i know a face down on a stretcher feels also like ill-advised like i don't mean like what was the matter yeah <laughs> I've never seen a face like, they and they're flip photos. You over you don't go on the stretch. Yeah, like yourself. if you bomb, you like aspirate <laughs> on, on your it. own. Yeah. yeah. So she's like a fitness model. Oh, there's speculation EMTs placed her face down because she was vomiting. But it looked very uncomfortable this positioning. Aww. I love a stretcher carry out moment. <laughs> they're just like pictures of people being like sad like caitlin Caitlin's jenner watching. And, yeah <laughs> she's like concerned. oh no <laughs> i would never want these two ladies to look at me like this no but if you're caitlin getting looks it, pretty hot right there she really does she looks really pouty and cute okay caitlin jenner is pretty like not trying to age shame but she's like a woman of a certain age at this point and she's looking fresh as a fucking daisy taking a cue from chris yeah wow i'm obsessed with this woman a face down on the stretcher exit me too she's like i'll show you what you're really supposed to do on your 21st oh my god uh, to say that she speaks out yeah so she's now speaking and out. it's on v- oh no it's a teen vogue teen i was like vogue. it's on vogue and i'm like oh no it's well, been on but people still. and also the, she released a statement to the daily mail like she's doing the rounds you're like 
Um, then you should have like honestly shown. I love that um, it's categorized under mental health. That's it should be maybe categorized under binge drinking, babe. Yeah, babe. <laughs> Model Tammy Hembro speaks out after collapsing at Kylie Jenner's twenty first birthday party. Mental health. She goes, but I personally could never imagine attacking yeah. someone or judging someone for something like this. Is that Australian? You did pretty good. You yeah. did pretty good. Makes me sad as a person because I know I have it, but I'm just literally too ashamed to share it with. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, okay, like, I am someone, I am a journalist, I am a person of truth, community, of inviting people in instead Mm -hmm. of calling people out, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I really try to, you know, like, I don't know, I'm so supportive of all this candid conversation, transparency, but celebrity culture really needs to figure out things to talk about besides, like, rape and mental health. Yeah, and I'm like, well, this also is not because it's not that's what i'm trying to say yeah. it's like it's not to make light of those things because obviously it's amazing that we have so much more conversation about them instead of like stigma and shame but it's just like as branding techniques yeah when it just needs to be a little chilled out it starts to take the attention away from the real that's issue what I'm saying. and it, it like makes it, it a mockery of yeah like this is like a case of someone who like party too hard kylie jenner's 21st birthday like same bitch like been Duh, there but like i didn't do, do a press a release mental about health it. article on it yeah i mean she goes so firstly i want to just want to let everyone know that i'm okay she began adding now, that she's been receiving lots of messages from quote concerned followers tammy who models for chloe kardashian's good american label then went on to explain that at the time of the party she was running off pretty much 30 hours no sleep and was barely staying awake while getting her hair and oh, makeup done for the party. i love when i get so tired at parties <laughs> i would be like that especially that age i was like oh it's so tired it's literally been like a non-stop on the go kind of thing she added i'm like going into like a british vibe okay. now okay I apologize to all the aussie fans that listen to babe if you're an aussie fan that listens to babe Give us Please a tutorial. tell us because I love studying the difference between Kiwi and Aussie accents. Yeah. And I love looking up vocabulary words that like differentiate one from the other. So I'd love to learn some from the ground. Yeah. Write an email to babepodcast at gmail.com and share some tips for how we Americans can do our best version of either an Australian or a Kiwi accent. Definitely. Tammy also explained that she'd been trying to stay busy after going through a breakup and hadn't really been taking the time to think about how I'm actually feeling and focusing on myself kind of thing. I'm fully like a cockney accent. She keeps saying kind of thing. Yeah. So funny. Despite all of those factors, Tammy went to Kylie's birthday party. (laughs) (laughs) Warrior. Despite that. Despite (laughs) being so tired and dealing with a breakup. I... Was called Honestly, to- I think this is something that deserves being called out. This entire story. Yeah, I'm sitting here like I uh, where she said I write she- for this publication. Like I feel embarrassed, but it's like that is you really think this person deserves collapsed. this mental health platform based on getting wasted? Like I'm sorry, you don't. And when is mental health mentioned in the story? She was tired. Though Tammy said in the video that she's super, super embarrassed about collapsing, the reality is that many people experience fatigue and exhaustion. Ah, ah, ah. (laughs) Like this 
generation like, doesn't even know how to party because they're too busy, like, excusing any, like, behavior that's not, like, congruent to what they want their brand to be as, like, some big thing. Yeah. It's like, like just fuck around and live your life, bitch. Like, you, just be like, you, you got, got broke, you broke up and got wasted because it's a big celebrity party where you probably wanted to meet everyone you could, enjoy it, feel like you're part of the good American family. Yeah. And you like, were turning up. I would have gotten drunk at that party too. Like, yeah. but I'm not making excuses and saying I was so exhausted. Like, I got tired yesterday and took a nap on the couch and was like, oh my God, like, I'm tired. I but got like, so tired that I couldn't talk on the way home, but. Yeah, but like it wasn't a mental health issue. No, that was just called <laughs> you're tired. <laughs> oh, my the gosh. latter is a legitimate diagnosis when exhaustion causes someone to collapse and be unable to function. Los Angeles based psychiatrist Judith Orloff, who has treated exhausted celebrities previously told the Chicago what? Tribune. Oh my god. Literally, I'm sorry, but I'm gonna write a cultural history. Of exhaustion. Celebrities. Yeah. Exhaustion can also lead to low serotonin, which causes depression, anxiety, and insomnia. In fact, lack of sleep is not only connected to depression, but also hunger levels, skincare, brain fog, and even lifespan. Well, her skin looks amazing. Yeah. <laughs> to help deal with exhaustion and prevent negative side effects, try to follow some simple tips like maintaining regular bedtime drinking lots of water and eating plenty of fruits and veggies and unplugging from your phone and other devices for at least an hour each day oh my god Tips and above to all great life i mean it's like listen to your body duh this is insane to me it's so this wild. is like really just not even it's like condescending it's pretty irresponsible too for a publication like this to be That's like what i'm saying make this into like a great learning experience especially this publication because it would be different like if people was doing this deep dive just because i feel like it's like tabloid adjacent in this way where you can do like glancing yeah you're used to these stories yeah you know what i mean like that's part of what that editorial perspective is is like telling the stories that you're told about these things Mm -hmm. but i think like we all know what like exhaustion is the number one cliched it's been in our language like our vocab since like 2007 when everyone started being so exhausted exhausted and it's like gosh god i would get exhausted too sometimes after like smoking an eighth and (laughs) yeah i've got i've been exhausted many times (laughs) in my life (laughs) i yeah (laughs) like also it's like you're fucking hungover like go fuck yourself yeah like hungover is being hungover is depressing it gets better though (laughs) yeah for tammy her collapse seemed to be a bit of a wake-up call to do just that to relax yeah i read a quote yesterday and it said make time rest for your body will force you to slow down (laughs) in ways you probably won't like she said in her youtube video and i feel like that couldn't be more true bitch come get a grip that phrase like there's just your body will just make time it's like it's crazy if you take like 17 shots and eat like only a salad (laughs) and then smoke a joint your body will just force you to just slow down and reflect and make time to disconnect from your phone (laughs) and although the rumor mill started churning about tammy and the cause of her collapse quickly after kylie's party the model isn't letting any negative comments get to her 
Another thing I wanted to bring up is just people trolling and being nasty and making up things just for no reason, she said in the video. I mean, I personally can never imagine attacking someone or judging someone for something like this. I mean, you just never know what someone is going through. So it's just a reminder to be kind always. It's like I got What's her name? Tammy? Tammy, which is... Tammy, we are being kind. We want you to enjoy partying without spinning it into a mental health issue. Unless it becomes an addiction or a substance (laughs) abuse issue. And that's its own thing that deserves its own time. And I don't think that's what you want. I just like hate this culture that we're in. It's like you make a mistake like... Which I'm not saying, like, every, I'm not saying, like, drinking too much is, like, a mistake, like, in the terms of, like, a judgment or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's just, like, for yeah, it, yeah. everyone personally has their own way of classifying, like. Yeah, yeah. What but it's, like, you make, you do this thing that, you make a decision that leads to you getting taken out on a stretcher because you're, like, vomiting because you, yeah. like, went too hard. And then instead of just being able to take responsibility, it you turn it into, you spin it, and then you say... And I also just like can't but like could never imagine anyone like making fun of someone for like passing out. And it's like that's not what anyone's making fun of you for. That's what I'm getting annoyed at about her. And it's like like, you take responsibility for nothing and then play like a victim card. Believe me, I have been naked, fucking drunk, blacked out all over almost every neighborhood in L.A. as like a 15 to 21 year old. And a couple uh, times after that, too. And so it's like, that does, I don't know. I guess I just say that to be like, did I feel all sorts of ways about that at different times? A gamut of emotions. Yeah. Sure. But, like, could you, I could never imagine telling people that they couldn't talk about it because it was wild. Like, but you know, like, even it's not that not big even a deal, but it's also wild. Yeah. Not even, like, you couldn't talk about it, but, like, you're... It's like you couldn't even have an opinion. Like you can't talk about like she's accusing people now of saying of like lying about the reason why. Yeah. At it or Or just that she party like (laughs) making fun of her, which it's like, okay, you did you babe the fuck out. That's what I'm trying to say. It's like when like and I was like, Why am I talking about myself? But no surprise, but just like because it's like if you have a reputation, you earned it. Yeah. And like this reputation as someone that is like apologetic for who you are and who isn't just like, I'm 21 years old. Do you know, like, like did this you see article, the aesthetic of that party? It was all like frat, it was a like crazy proper turnip. young yeah. drinking party. And when you are busy being an entrepreneurial, like little like influencer, Instagram, Instagram influencer, model, like constantly commodifying your personal choices in life, then you probably don't have that many opportunities to live in the liminal space of blackout drinking, which is fun and interesting and really generative. So yeah. like just enjoy partying. And you know what would have made this article way more helpful for young readers is like, hey, mixing alcohol and like weed on an empty stomach or like not having an adequate amount of sleep and then drinking will like cause you to collapse and like vomit your brains out and you'll have to go to the hospital. So like, right. here's a way to like drink responsibly or like, here's it's a way to, that it's like, we that's still don't more really of a learning that kind of content for teens, even though we know teens drink. Yeah. It's like, pretend like, no one's getting anywhere by pretending this was something it, it's like not ta- like talking to teens about sex and like we have more space for that because but i'm sure like influ- or influencers advertisers don't want to 
like support teen sex thing sometimes still. Yeah. So I guess like teen drinking is a big no, no, but it's just so like stupid. It's stupid. And it makes me like, cause I have like, I feel like I have like a complicated relationship with alcohol, which is yeah. like, I don't, I'm don't identify as like an alcoholic or being addicted to it, but it's like, I definitely lean on it in times of like emotional hardship yeah. or like, and it's a, it just is a complicated relationship where I look at alcohol and I think back to like when I was growing up and how, and just even now, like how normalized drinking is. And yeah. it's like part of our social, it's like how we socialize with each other. It's mm-hmm. like a, there are events centered around drinking, like, and no one, I feel like I didn't grow up with any sort of knowledge of like, here is what could possibly go wrong with drinking. Yeah. Like, here's how it could negatively affect you. Like, you might feel really anxious or depressed the day after. Like, not even necessarily hungover, but like just kind of down in the dumps. Like, or ashamed. Or ashamed. Or like, it learning that like women have more of a tendency to black out than men yeah. do. And like, here are the negative effects. And here's like what the or positive what effects are for your friends when they black out. Yeah. And like really educating people on what they're doing to their bodies yeah. and brains when they decide I, to yeah. drink, which is like, I feel like you get that way more with drugs and like totally. illegal substances. It's so not fair. Yeah. And alcohol is a fucking drug. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to like, yeah, obviously, I was like, smart girl, sciencey girl, but I was not thinking like I had a notorious habit of downing handles of vodka. Same. And I would make big shows guzzling it like a little like cock whore, you know, like look at like deep throating. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sad that I didn't know you back in this era. No, honestly, was this teenage? Like, teenage yeah, tyranny? teenage, like before college, like I would... I was, I had this like spirit emboldened by like being like a club bar fake ID, like proper cool party girl. Mm -hmm. And then I would go back like home to the valley and like turn the fuck up on all the house parties and like really bring my, you know, spirit. I would love being a show. I just love being a showgirl still. And I'm sure I was so like anxious and so, you know, you're just like I used alcohol so crazy back then and I relate where it's like I don't think you know I don't consider myself an alcoholic and I um but I know that during that time in my life I had an extremely problematic relationship to alcohol that I didn't think so at the time mm-hmm. but I also don't regret a lot of it because it really is some of the most infamous like I'm proud of a lot of the wild limits I took things because I think it also has given me the sense that like literally nothing matters, you know, like not that like your health or safety doesn't matter, but just like you can go make, you can do a lot of things in this world, you know, kind of thing. Like, I don't know, all the like exhibitionism and like punk antics. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I know that like I came back from college to the Valley to a really nice house that I used to always party at. And, like, I remember waking up in the morning and just really not knowing if I had been, like, sucking dick or hitting a bong outside by the pool because of, like, the I just remembered sitting there and doing that kind of motion of, mm-hmm. like, leaning over into this person's lap. But I'm, like, literally, was it both? Was it one? <laughs> and this person was, like, not extremely desirable to me. And then I basically was, like, I didn't really drink until I turned 21 uh, a couple years later. And then... Yeah, I'm not, I'm like a super stoner. I'm like, 
I, a lot of my best friends too from that time on have never drank or have been sober the whole time. Yeah. So I think that's been a huge blessing to me because I think I would have way more of a relationship with alcohol if I didn't. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's like most of my best friends were like wanting to get drinks every day. I'm mm-hmm. sure I would be like have way more of a habit of that, but just pretty much me. <laughs> yeah. And I've had like, I've had periods of like, crazy drinking and like you know fun things have happened but also like not fun things yeah. have happened and i just the older i've gotten and especially like into my 30s it's like i have no desire to become that out of control i have no desire like it doesn't it's not funny or desirable to me to like black out because i'm yeah, not really no. a vomiter or a collapser i'm no. more of just like a total blackout like drinker like if i'm going too hard and it's like i just don't it's like that's not fun to me i just don't have the um i think the biggest reason why and like i don't know i guess i also don't drink i like don't drink frequently enough that when i know i am gonna drink i get the thrill of myself back then and i don't like go to those limits at all yeah but i do know that like i'm socialized to like I know how I know that I can get drunk and have a good fucking time and then I get excited, you know, and then I sometimes have to make sure that I don't get like, I don't know, too, like once I'm drunk, I will be like, yeah, I'll take a shot. (laughs) Yeah. I don't really get drunk, drunk that much, you know, and I don't know, like my mom always told me like, if you're going to only have one drink, don't bother drinking. Mm -hmm. Like she doesn't, she drinks like four times a year or less and it's a full binge drink (laughs) and she otherwise doesn't drink. She goes hard (laughs) or not at all. Yeah. And then like once she gets drunk, she asks someone to go buy her a pack of cigarettes. (laughs) (laughs) And like doesn't otherwise smoke. (laughs) Bad girl comes out. Yeah, so I feel like I have some of that in me and... Yeah, I'm like, I, I'm very much like, you sound like you have a, like a little bit of Kristen Doty in you. And as I do as well. But yeah. now I'm far more of like a Sheena, like get a buzz, like don't get yeah. wasted. And that's like my vibe now. But what a liar. She's wait. Sheena I mean, she's wait- like, I know. But yeah. <laughs> but like, I'm like, we are not Sheena drinkers. Like- <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm like a couple glasses of rosé and feeling good. I think that for me, a big thing has been just like living my life as a like super authentic version of myself without shame. Like back then, like in high school specifically, like I wanted to be a slut. I -hmm. wanted to be very performative. I wanted to be a showgirl. I wanted to be like wild, kind of like funny at like characters. Like I did all sorts of stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I think now like I have more opportunities just to like do that in my life and i don't like i never needed the boost to do that like yeah for me i just needed to be to be able to share that with other people kind of thing you know but i basically always like if i'm sad i can't drink like i yeah i remember I you saying last myself. episode that, or when the first one or something like that was the first time i drank out of sadness oh yeah when i got a bad haircut yeah 
And that was interesting to me because I've definitely drank out of sadness a lot. In yeah. My life. I think, I mean, it's like, it's common, very common. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Tammy says, you'll be glad to know that at the end of the day, I'm lucky that I have amazing friends and family and they know who I am and what I stand for and the person I want to be. So I'm not going to let something like this define me. I'm not going to let it bring me down. I honestly, I deserve to be profiled in these magazines. I hate these people. <laughs> this is a, the most ridiculous. Like, who's her PR? They're really good. You They're know? really good. Like, she's like, These gotten- are huge placements. And like, if you're one brand that she's modeling for by that's named is Good American. Sorry, but like. There's not even other brands listed. So it's not like. No, it's like that was like. She doesn't have like a multifaceted modeling career, like huge lifestyle brand. Promotion for good American. Yeah. And exhaustion. Tired celebrities. Wow. Okay. Let's do reader mail. Please. New form or new email with the subject line conspiracy babes. Yes. Hi, Lara and friend who I really hope is tyranny. Woo. Long-time reader, first-time caller. Let me just say that Tierney is my queen, and I love the chemistry you two have. I know you spoke about the Pizzagate truther babe two weeks ago, but I had my own run-in with two truther babes this week. So the backstory is two of my best friends from college have turned out to be conspiracy theorists, and while I have been vaguely aware of this, it wasn't until recently that it really made itself known. We all live in different places now, so we're planning a trip to the Florida Keys, ugh, not my choice, for my friend's 30th birthday. I work in disaster relief, so a lot of the time I'm out of the country and not constantly texting as much as I used to anymore, but we started a new group chat to discuss plans. It became pretty obvious to me right away that the two of them had some unusual beliefs. I was sharing my frustration with FEMA's response in Puerto Rico, where I am at the moment, and they let me know that they believe the hurricane was engineered by left-wing environmentalists, possibly Al Gore, and that the media is making the disaster seem worse. To what purpose, I'm still unclear. At first, I thought that they had to have been joking, but they went on to discuss things like chemtrails, the Sandy Hook and Dylan Roof shootings being faked, and a host of other garbage that didn't make any sense. I don't think there's anything wrong with them thinking critically, but the proof, their proof was YouTube videos, which didn't make any fucking sense to me. I just kind of ignored it and went back to my life and started to really dread that I had a trip planned with them. Fast forward to four days ago when one of them brought up Demi Lovato's overdose out of the blue and shares that she thinks her PR team faked an overdose to boost sales of her new single about sobriety. This person is aware that my stepbrother died in February after a long battle with an opioid addiction. I completely lost it and told Mm -hmm. them both that they were crazy lunatic right-wing creeps and their thoughts weren't unique. They were ignorant and disrespectful. Yes. I also told them I won't be coming on a trip with them. I asked them to Venmo me the money for the Airbnb since I'd put the whole thing on my card and I was going to cover for my friend whose birthday it is. Well, they're refusing to pay since I didn't give them an advance warning and since they felt that I'm not being fair to them. Is it a total babe of me to just go to Key West but bring my husband and stay in the Airbnb that I paid for if they refuse to give me money for it? I kind of feel bad stranding them, but I really feel that they've become complete monsters. Sorry about the long email. No. Go to Key West with your husband and have the vacation. If they're refusing to pay you back, fuck them. Definitely go. I'm like... To begin with, so honored that someone doing such important work is listening to mm-hmm. us. <laughs> I love that. It's You're amazing. a real 
a helpful babe. But I feel like that's what makes it all the more frustrating for these kinds of people to speak about. Like, this person is doing disaster relief in Puerto Rico, looking at the, like, effects that we've basically ignored as a country. And then they're having, like, YouTubers address them about how it's all fake and rigged by Al Gore. It's like... That's so frustrating. And I could never go. And like, I'm really glad that the email took the turn to you not being able to go with them because yeah, I was, I was like, thinking how? I could never, I could never. Cause I like literally this, I can't be around like assholes. I did not even know that there were Puerto Rico truthers. Like I didn't know that that how existed. Much do you have to not care about lives to be able to maintain some of these theories. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like it, like it doesn't like people think that they're questioning systems of power that like create these situations for these people, but in doing so, you just come off as so disrespectful of what people go through. Yeah, and it's like I understand a perspective of like I understand truthering as a mode to process horrible tragedy because it's like how can you even comprehend it's creative that happen like sandy hook is like how can something that bad happen in this world yeah and like it's an easy place to go to of being like oh it's fake or it's actors or whatever even imagine that though but like that is a true that's like a new level of like you're you're psychotic actually yeah it's so you are so living on youtube like you're so living in the internet you know what i mean because Mm -hmm. if you have like i just think like yeah that like element of reality is so far away from you go to key west go to let's go down to florida (laughs) i got something for you go listen to key west go listen to key west go listen to lana del rey yeah listen to lana del rey go to key west go visit ernest hemingway's house like that's around the key west area and it's a place that i've always wanted to go and have never gone to i guess it's like he had tons and tons of cats oh yeah and they're all like these special kind of cats that have six toes and so go check that out and then like i don't know what else you really do in key west i think it's pretty like trump towny vacation like yeah talk to people have like a wild thing watch wild things and then get really inspired and then go have like a key west moment hotel in santa barbara to play wild things like it has such a vibe Mm -hmm. yeah and fuck these two psychotic people puerto rico truthers Wow. I learn new truth every day. Right. But it kind of is overwhelming, the multitude of truth. (laughs) Dear Lara and guest, long time, first time. While I could certainly share my own pre-medication babe journeys, that would require an episode of its own. Instead, I'd rather share the journey of my first job out of college working for the rarely discussed straight male babe. After graduating with zero job prospects other than an ivy league degree i was desperate for any type of employment a close friend and fellow babe passed around passed along an opportunity to work with an outgoing producer at a popular weekly sketch comedy show basically he was looking for someone to help him with admin work and organize his finances after his last assistant suddenly decided to move to australia 
I was interested and that was enough for him. Without any interview, he hired me and provided me with all his personal information, social security number, bank account info, credit card numbers, etc. Upon our first meeting, as it turns out, this guy, in spite of working on the show since its inception, was on his way out because he had, his drinking had escalated to a point where his whole team had refused to work with him any longer. Oh, wow. He wanted me to help him organize his finances and figure out where all of his money was going, which was nearly impossible since he made hundreds of dollars in ATM transactions each day and later presented me with unitemized receipts from cash purchases at grocery stores and liquor stores. He was also constantly trying to manage a property in the Hamptons that he couldn't rent out because a raccoon had died under one of the beds and also had to juggle his duties as a power of attorney for his ex-wife's institutionalized cousin with Down syndrome. Add to that, he was paying for both of his daughter's dogs' education. Oh, I thought it was like, what are they studying? (laughs) (laughs) Both of his daughter's dogs' education, travel, and housing in Manhattan, and paying literally tens of thousands of dollars annually in car insurance and traffic tickets for their shitty 1999 sedans because they were all terrible drivers and routinely drove the wrong way down runway streets. He was actually very nice to me and paid well, but the best thing he gave me was the most babe story I've heard to this day. Basically, his daughter had turned 18 recently, and he told her, honey, for your birthday, I will send you anywhere in the world you want. Tokyo, Milan, Paris, you name it, and you're there. In true babe fashion, his daughter was dating some loser 25-year-old with no money. So instead of taking the opportunity to see the world in style, she chose, please pause for full dramatic effect, Boston. (laughs) Her trash boyfriend couldn't afford to go anywhere further from New York than Boston, so that's where she chose to go. Oh, my God. Drunk and distracted as he was, even he knew that he had raised a true babe. Anyway, I stopped working for him a little while after that because I couldn't deal and was still in a place where I thought it was okay to ghost an employer. Now I'm 200% more stable and truly appreciate babe and all of your frank conversation about mental illness. Love and light. Boston. Oh, my God. I just like I would love someone to offer me to go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I have like I feel like I fought tooth and nail to get anywhere. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, and it it makes me sad when I think about all the times that I like didn't do something I was gonna ask, on like, behalf you... of like a guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had a moment. I've done it. I think a lot in my life, but one that sticked out to me was like. I was like 19 years old. I was like kind of like hooking up with this guy that I liked and I had made like we had made very tentative plans to like hang out one night where it was like maybe we'll hang out tonight. And I was like, okay, we're definitely going to hang out that night. And then my dad was going to go see like a, I think it was like the OU, the Sooners were playing in like the championship game or something Mm -hmm. which would we like fly down to new orleans or something and even though i don't like football it still is like a fun thing to do and i was like oh i can't do it like i i'm gonna stay home and then just waited around to like and never we never hung out and i was like this sucks yeah like always go right always go like good people want you to go yeah never stay behind for a guy i feel like or a significant other of any gender i feel like when i started dating my boyfriend like i always was going you Mm -hmm. know what i mean and never was i wasn't used to having to care about someone else but then once i got like in love with him and then it was acting crazy you know suddenly like i was wanting to not go anywhere compared to what i would typically do and i would have access to like 
nice, cool, enriching things. And I would just not, and it's different, you know, they're all local, but like mm-hmm. just that idea. Cause then I feel like for him, he was like, what? like he want, you know, he's like nice. Like he wants, you know, good people want you to go yeah. do stuff. Yeah. I, my dad has never offered to take me anywhere. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> we never gone anywhere. Yeah. The offers for me have really gone away I as went well. To Boston. Boston was my first time going on an airplane. Oh, love. And I was so excited to go. I was uh, competing in model United Nations in Boston. <gasps> wow. And, um, I won and I saw snow. Cheek. <laughs> I went to Boston for like a church youth group trip. We went to like go help build a church or something. Uh-huh. And I just remember being like, this is like not so fun. Yeah. But then we went in some huge food court type of place in Boston where they have like clam chowder and all yeah, this yummy yeah. stuff. And I was like, okay, this made it worth That's it. That's all that you do. Right? Yeah. <sighs> okay. We have another conspiracy email. Yes. Vegan conspiracy. Hi, Lara and babe co-host. My boyfriend and I went vegan. Tierney. My boyfriend and I went vegan almost three years ago. We wanted our friends to realize that this didn't mean we couldn't go out with them. So one night we invited our next door, as in right on the other side of our fence, neighbors to come to dinner with us. When we got to the restaurant, neighbor babe and her husband's vibe did a hard 180. We hadn't mentioned any of the typical vegan talking points that would normally turn someone off. Factory farming, animals, cruelty, etc. So we thought nothing of it and finished our night. Two weeks passed with no communication from our neighbors. We asked our other neighbors what their deal was, and they could not wait to tell us. Apparently, the neighbors we had taken to this vegan restaurant, which, by the way, has vegan comfort food, not lawn clippings and wheatgrass shots. So it was really fucking good food that we paid for, are 100% convinced that vegans have been hired to put the meat and dairy industry out of business. Oh, my God. (laughs) My boyfriend and I sat there stunned. Since that dinner, we have not spoken to our next-door neighbors other than pleasantries and polite head nods. Our neighbors who told us this have now become our close friends, come over once a week for vegan dinner. We always laugh at the fact that our other neighbors probably think this is all part of our grand plan that we're being paid to execute. All that being said, I wish I was being paid to be vegan. And if anyone out there wants to pay me to be vegan, I'm yours. (laughs) I'm like, same. Oh, my God. I was thinking the whole time, I wish I was vegan. You would need to pay vegans to put yeah. that because their tactics are so annoying that it makes people want to eat more meat. You know. So that's like a, the dumbest conspiracy I've ever heard. Yeah. And also, aside from the Puerto Rico. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Sandy. Oh. I'm, I'm here for the meat industry to be taken down. Yeah. It's like the number one. Um, I mean, I, I eat steak, but like. Cows are the biggest environmental issue, right? Like more than cars, even like yeah. more than all these like motor and oil companies, the emissions from cows and those cattle kind farming. Of, yeah, it's like the worst. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, I've been reading. Well, someone sent animals. me <laughs> oh, a, no, but someone like, sent me so a twenty three and me, and uh-huh. so I got really excited and I sent that in. But then I it compelled. I just felt compelled to like start like googling like clean eating and like biggest cancer causing foods Uh and just like start looking into it and then i started to realize like fuck like everything i really love to eat and eat a lot of is like cancer causing foods like nitrate like just like red meat nitrates yeah i love salami (laughs) (laughs) 
I love Splenda. Like uh-huh. I can't live without you Splenda. Do? Oh, I love it. What it's, do you put it on? I'm actually addicted to in it. Coffee? Yeah. I put a Splenda in my morning cold brew. I would never think that about you. Every single day. <laughs> oh, this bitch. She and hates coffee beam. She's putting Splenda. <laughs> you know, I'm a Gemini, so I'm a little Wishy-washy. bit of everything. Yeah. And like I tried to quit it. I was yeah. like, like a, a month ago, I was like, okay, that's it for me. Like I'm over this lifestyle. Like Gwyneth would not approve. So like the Splenda uh-huh. ends now and it lasted for four days. And then I craved Splenda so bad. I was like, I need, I need, fuck it. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I'll rather be sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also the air is dirty too. Yeah. What are you going to do? Not breathe. So uh, the more and more I look into this, the more I'm coming to the realization that it's just like vegetables are best for ultimate, like, I never know, like, health. Um, I mean, this summer, I don't know if it's because it's been hot or what, but like, or I think like I went to Mexico City and I drank like a Mexican Coke there and it's like so good. And then it's like made me really want Coke once in a while. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what's healthier, like a Coke or a Diet Coke? Because I have the palate for both. I really i am down for either. But I like, know. they serve I, very I different keep, purposes. I keep both picking delicious. like real sugar over like aspartame Diet Coke. But then I'm like... You know, it's not really good either. No, it's they're pretty not supposed people. to drink them. Yeah. Yeah. And sugar. Everything like I've been researching plant-based. sugar. Yeah. Sugar. Sugar. Okay. Terrible I will come clean. Like I've never, even in my dirtiest of eating, I've never considered myself like a sugar head. Like mm-hmm. I don't sweeten my coffee. Like I don't, I don't know. Like I don't, I didn't eat sugary cereal growing up or anything of that. Oh, I like it, but whatever. The whole point is this summer I've been like obsessed with eating ice cream. And it's made me have like, it's made me like go from the ice cream to other sweets. It's yeah. like, for example, I hadn't eaten donuts in like, since whenever we were in an office together last and someone brought in donuts mm-hmm. because at other offices I haven't seen them. And then, um, like I ate one last weekend and then like I wanted to go get one right now at. Kovacs by your house, but I didn't so get good. it yet, but I still could later. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I don't want to be a sugar addict. Okay, something we need to investigate. Yeah. Do you? I wish they could send you this on your fucking wish list is, um, like, all these bitches get all their meals delivered to them. Like, oh, not yeah. this vegan couple we're speaking about. Um, it doesn't seem like that, but, like, just... And I say that because I made the assumption that they were, like in somewhere where people are living somewhere where people are really deeply invested in the cattle industry. But Mm -hmm. like, I feel like in LA there's a million like plant-based nutrition, three meals a day programs. And I was looking and it's like for three meals, it's about like 200 for five meals. It was like $360. It's too expensive. It's so expensive. Like, but also the meal is like, you know, zucchini with, you know, olive tapenade and like a dollop of, vegan kefir you know it's like i'm down to eat that but it's like when you see the quantity of food you're getting for that price it's like also you can make that if you want to yeah i mean like i mean it's a complicator you can like buy those things and put that together yourself i mean i just like if you're if i'm gonna get meal delivery like you want i don't understand more than you can do yeah and i don't get like the like I don't see something glamorous about like cold food getting delivered to me that I would have to reheat. Yeah. And also like that doesn't seem fun to me. That even to me seems more appetizing than just the cold food that stays cold, but has been chilled for like 
days or whatever. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like kind of different than just like throwing something in. I don't want food delivery. Like one. I want it chef. for free. Yeah, yeah I, want, I would. I mean, for free. I want hello. All of the yeah, I would take it for free any day. For of the week. journalism. Yeah, it's important that I try these. If you run a food <laughs> delivery company and you want to gift us a food we subscription, will be, frank, will be fun. I'll take it and I will honestly review we'll it. Do videos. Yeah, um, I would love nothing I'm more. Great at copywriting. Um. Oh yeah. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Truly. The long history. Even better together. Yeah, better together. <laughs> we can bring laws and realness yeah. to your company. I mean, I also was vegan for months in the past. I didn't know that. I didn't say it earlier because I thought I probably already said it and I don't want to keep talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> and like. I think Tierney is what she's trying to say is she's been hired to put the meat industry out of business. I am an agent. <laughs> Here, repping all the cows. Here we go. A troll story. Hey, Lara. Also, whoever the current babe is on the pod, Ed and Tierney's arcs were slash have been so, so good. It's Tierney. Ooh, it's me. It's Tierney, bitch. It's Tierney, bitch. (laughs) Today, the universe trolled me in the worst way, and I felt compelled to share. As a bit of backstory, a few years ago, my younger sister accidentally sent me a sexually explicit Snapchat uh, uh-huh. that was actually meant for her boyfriend. Yes. Was it playing with her pussy? Wow. This was super cringe in the moment. As an adult, I understand that everyone is entitled to sex, even younger siblings, and have since chalked it up as a lol. Fast forward to now, and my sister texts me saying that my phone number was linking her to my Twitter account or that I should fix it before submitting resumes. I'm a recent grad who is in the baby stages of the job hunt. So I shrug it off and tell her, ha, thanks, yeah, I'll take care of it, thinking that she's talking about my normal Twitter account that I use for politics slash laws. This account only has a mildly inappropriate stuff that might dissuade potential employers, so it seemed like she might just be looking out for me. When I see that my phone number is in fact not hooked up to that account, but instead to my alternate Twitter account that I use to tweet and post about my very intense and niche kink. The kink is anal fisting. Not sure if you can slash want to say that. Uh, I can and I do want to say We want that. one of those gloves. Yeah. The whole latex glove. Yeah. I'm not. Talk about dairy we'll get- and cow. <laughs> <laughs> the color drains from my face and I come to terms with the fact that I will die a slow and painful death via shame. Not going to lie, in that moment, I really contemplated driving my car off a cliff for one final Steel Magnolias-inspired babe moment. However, after having a moment to process and shame quitting slash deleting my porn Twitter account, it doesn't Aww. feel quite as bad now and I feel lucky to have dodged a bullet before sending my resume True. out. As a fairly new babe convert, the whole lol at your trolls really resonates with me. The universe is truly an egalitarian troller, and just like how my sister was trolled with me as a witness, I was later trolled with her as a witness. While we don't know when, what, or how the universe will troll us, it's the only thing the only thing we can do is lol at them when they inevitably come. Anyways, love, light, and bondage. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed too. This gets into a, like a key anxiety I used to have of like... <laughs> My internet presence, shaming my family, mm-hmm. prohibiting my success. I had been threatened. A famous singer, parent, threatened me and told me that n- nobody was going to let me into college. 
and that I what? was going to be banned from all colleges and never get a scholarship because of what, like, a drunk whore I was online. And Wait, who was the singer? Uh, who's the singer's I'm parents? Sure I'll cut know. it out. I'll cut it out. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> yes, I will. I do. I honor that. Well, then you know it. Think of anyone I would be palling around with at that time and getting wasted. Oh. oh. Well, and- I wish you could say, but... The readers will just have yeah, to. Yeah, and I just fucking hate that because one, it's not true, but I really did carry that with me. And then like when I started being an intern at the college newspaper, which was like super, th- whatever, it was me literally being Andrea Zuckerman, little bitch, like loving words, like really excited to like have my first paid writing little thing. And then the public editor who later became one of my best friends, still one of the biggest babes in my life who I've seen like... I don't know, be fucking crazy, had to write me a letter and say, hey, Tierney, like, your presence, um, your videos online, just remember that you are a reflection of this newspaper. And, like, anyway, after this year, they banned, they, like, got rid of that position because it was stupid anyway. They were, mm-hmm. like, the PR, but, like, literally, because I was being funny in a video called T-Star as Una Loba Especial, where I'm doing, like, a She-Wolf Shakira performance on Love. YouTube. They just saw that and thought I was a drug addict, which is not fair to my comedy chops. And then, so, like, then, once I got to, like, a real, you know, Silicon Beach media tech moment, and, like, I was just, I carried that same shame of, like, like, people are gonna, like, like, I'm going to somehow be punished for being me. And I hate that. But you haven't. You turned that situation from, like, a babe into a babe because you continued to just do your thing. And then and all the working. bosses have loved it. Yeah, because I'm a hard worker who yeah. loves to party. Mm-hmm. And anyway, like, none of that that I expose is perhaps as stig- potentially stigmatizing or shameful as deep anal fisting. But... It is just all to say that I think it's amazing that you had something dedicated to your passion. Yeah. And like, I'm sorry to see it be deleted, but I do understand the practical reason. And also like my, like a huge area of my interest in a way that's probably fucked up is like sexuality and family. Cause I feel like it's like the ultimate binary that we like don't want to break. Like, like that it's this like total opposite thing. And like, um, I don't know, but like when families do know a lot about one another's sexuality, that's its own freaky thing too, but it's kind of hot and fun, right? Like it's so weird how we like totally close the door on those areas of ourselves. Yeah. Like, as someone who my family, which is huge, like I mentioned, and very close, very opinionated, rowdy, like it was not necessarily easy being like a queer exhibitionist hoe of the group Mm -hmm. um, as like a late teen, but it's all shaken out just fine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It's like, it's my family is definitely, I would say like closed off about any sort of like sexuality talk whatsoever. And it always feels a little, it feels a little weird for me because with my friends, I'm really open about all that kind of stuff and like love nothing more than to like talk about fisting and like my, just Frank, my feelings about it, my experiences with it, et cetera. But like, yeah, with a family, it's like a no go. It's a no. Do you watch Shaz's Sunset? Do you watch? I've been watching it. Do you, there's this, 
new brother sister yeah. duo on oh, the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with like I wish they weren't on the show in a way, but if like I love what they're bringing incest wise mm-hmm. to the show. It's so good. It's so the incest element is always really fascinating to me when like two siblings are like sexy. close and sexy in a way that like you're kind of like what but also i'm like da- like i'm into it my con- other conspiracy is chloe and rob and i won't say anymore but um <laughs> <laughs> but i just feel like <laughs> Whoa. Uh, oh my god <laughs> you know i feel that way wow i love that conspiracy but yeah on Charles' sunset like these two they're just like they're so in the know about each other's lives including like who they're dating who they might fuck who they might cheat with and it's like i can't imagine having that much of a play-by-play and i'm really close to certain people in my life like family but i don't know but they were separated for a really long time yeah but that's what makes it more pervy yeah because like that is such a thing when you're separated from a family like there's I feel like there's all these articles coming out recently and like books being published about the, which just with stories of like, uh, girls who were separated from their fathers for their yeah. whole life that then they and meet they and they fuck. fall in love and they like fuck and have a sexual relationship, Obsessed which is wild. But stories. like, it's one of my favorite. Like, I read a book recently called The Kiss or last summer. I <laughs> got really obsessed and got this book, which I highly recommend, but it's also like really, it's, it's an, true memoir wow. of, of woman's about experience that? about that and it's fucking wild is it here at the library it was a no it was a library it was back looking at laura's library it's not arranged by color before no. prior to my amazon wishlist journey when you i was just library? like a poor babe i my therapist moved to a private practice downtown so i would go downtown once oh, a week okay. and park at the library but then i would just use it as like my book library yeah. library journey so That's i had cool. like a very literary summer cute yeah but i highly recommend the kiss if uh, i have a secret half brother really uh-huh oh my god i feel like you told me about this yeah and yeah i used to wonder like is he hot <laughs> yeah or like my i remember thinking about this on my own which shows i've always been this sick little way with like what if i fall in love with him because i think i found out about him when i was in like second or third grade and i was like what if i fall in love with him and then i find out he's my brother <laughs> And then years later, I remember my mom, who is like my dad's like first conceived, not hers. Mm-hmm. And then she, I remember her basically saying that to me in like a gossipy, like sorority sister tone too. And I was like, bitch, I've been thinking about this for years. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're like two steps ahead of you. Right. Okay. Here's a good one. Subject. A threesome I wasn't invited to. Answer this or not, please. But I need to vent or I'll babe out more than I already have over this. I'm a broke recent college grad living in LA where, as you know, rent is true robbery. So I live in a lofted room with no walls while my roommates share the other room. I live with two boring, nice girls I went to college with who Uh practically control an adjacent friend group out here. So I chose not to cross them when I can. So I choose not to cross them when I can. My pious and oppressed Catholic roommate who loves a good blowjob has repeatedly been giving head to a nasty triple tall boy Modelo drinker in my living room while I'm trying to sleep. I'm literally 10 feet above their head with no walls. I've been 
invisible, but next to this girl giving a blowjob over five times. Oh, my God. Each time it sends me over the edge. I threw a random pill bottle down the stairs in an attempt to make uh-huh. a halting Babe. maraca noise. <laughs> <laughs> I turned on a shitty Netflix sitcom as long as I could. I pretended to talk on the phone during Nothing Stops This Girl. I can't bring myself to confront her because she's best friends with my roommate and pretty much dominates this group of girls that are always around that I don't like much, but I'd rather not be lonely. I also don't want to embarrass her. I'm too nice for my own good, but I'm a passive aggressive nightmare over this. I'm moving in a month and a half. Do I just deal? How do I confront her without being slut shamey or seeming uptight? This seems reasonable, but I can't face this law. Do you think it's reasonable? I think... I think it's reasonable in the sense that it's like a boundary, like clearly a boundary is being crossed. And I don't think that the blowjob giver knows that she's crossing this boundary. Like she is like live, laugh, blow. Yeah. Like thinks probably that it's chill. And she's like you dropping something down the stairs or like listening to a Netflix. She's like, okay, they're fine. But like if she was to know that, Oh, it's because it's, like, open, right? Yeah, I think it's, like, the bed is up on a stilt situation, and then, like, it's just, like, open, so it's very, like... Yeah, so she feels really involved. Yeah, she's, like, listening to the sounds of her roommate sucking a guy's dick, which is, like... I feel like... Every once in a while, I'm down. But, like, if I was living in that situation, hearing it constantly... Like, I've had a similar situation with... Uh, this couple that lives next door and I talked about it when this podcast first started and I haven't heard them fucking forever. Like I feel like they might have broken up because they screamed at each other like a couple months ago and it sounded like breakup time. But I've heard them have sex so much and sometimes I'm very titillated and I'm just like, wow, cool. But sometimes I'm like, like, please shut the fuck up. up. Like I don't, it's 7am and like, I'm trying to get out of bed and like live my life. And I don't want to hear you guys fucking. And I think that it's like, that's a reasonable request. Like I know that we live in close quarters, so things will happen, but I'm also like, this happens every day. Close your fucking window. And I've never said anything about it. Like the most I've ever done is like open a window in my room to where they could hear it. But like, I don't, there's no way to really politely be like, hey, can you please stop that? Stop. Stop, stop. fucking. <laughs> Close Shut the fucking up. window. Yeah. Oh, my God. I How mean, would you handle that situation? I mean, I definitely wouldn't be passive aggressive. And I definitely wouldn't refrain from bucking this social group because it is better to be lonely a little mm-hmm. it's such a big place like these are your college friends like this is like the tough love bad cop voice i guess but it's like fuck these girls if you don't you don't sound like you like them that much yeah. right because i think also like if you cared about this girl or actually liked her you'd be like suck that dick girl do you know what i mean like i think like you At least have, that's how I feel among like people I would live with, where it's like you do want to be sensitive to the boundary, but I think like the sort of ethos of like my friend group would definitely be like get it, you know, yeah. but just like don't make it like a really grating and like yeah. super incessant habit. But be like text me and I'll put my headphones on. Exactly. Like I like, but it doesn't seem like she wants. You know, you don't want to make it like that. It doesn't. You know what I mean? Like you're saying, you did try to like 
put on different shows and like make the sound go away. But it's like, if you really wanted to forget that it was happening, I think you could, you just fucking hate living there. So you're leaving. So that's cool. So you're leaving. It's cool. But and you I could guess- mention like, Hey, if someone's going to move in here after me, I would just be sure to sort of think about how you use the space because it's been really uncomfortable like experiencing all this head you've been giving yeah from up here from this bird's eye mm-hmm. and then tell her like if you have any tips or tricks <laughs> yeah you're like it sounds like you're not really like flicking your wrist to the right and left enough <laughs> you're like you go so slow guys like it when you're but it makes me want to ask about something that i've been like because basically i either have sex with my boyfriend at his place which mm-hmm. is like his own room in an apartment where there's two other guys mm-hmm. or my house and like i want to be really quiet at my house yeah and um at his house i'm like super loud i think and mm-hmm. i'm like becoming louder in a way because i like spend less time there in a way and i also like maybe been with him longer where like i i like his friends there and like they're very kind and respectful to me but like I don't feel necessarily that like me being quiet during sex means like I respect, like I don't care about respecting them if it means that I need to be like quieter. Yeah. (laughs) But is that horrible? Like, no, I don't think so. I just think it's like, I feel like if something's bothering someone, it's kind of up to them to set the boundary about it. Like if they came to you and they were like, Hey, I love you. And I'm so glad you're dating my bro. But like, can, do you mind like, just keeping it down like sometimes or like i'm trying to but sleep could you imagine them that would me be that? wild i would be like, i feel like that's inappropriate yeah like they, <laughs> like my boyfriend would never tell me be quiet they want you to be quiet i think he'd be like he'd be fuck like you bro i pay it's different when it comes to like guys telling women that but, but like yeah. for, like for me like i've heard ryan and jonathan a lot and i've mentioned sometimes i'm like wow like that's a lot of sex you're having or whatever or like express just like just trying to let them know you know without giving like yeah i'm not trying to shame or say stop or control it but it's just like okay like just so you know like i hear everything Everything. that happens in this room so like maybe you might want to get like a rug or some furniture to like fill up the negative space and absorb some of the sounds that you make while you're having sex like totally just a fyi yeah up to you but just so you know (laughs) And, but I feel like if they came to me and said that, it would be inappropriate. But, yeah, I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Double standard. It wouldn't be. (laughs) It's not very feminist to me, but what can I say? I mean, I just think, I personally think everyone should just scream and enjoy themselves. And, like, I don't know. Like, then it's, like, I'm not trying to shame you into, like, dueling dick sucking with her. But, like, just, like enjoy yourself too and then like maybe because it's that's the thing right it's like sometimes we have these like hard boundaries but then the minute that like you maybe want to do the same thing you break them right so Mm -hmm. it's like would you not give head in your loft or is it because like it's higher up that people wouldn't see as much but isn't it kind of the same thing like yeah i mean if people are in the next room it kind of is the same thing but if they're not in the next room one time i watched my roommate have sex on purpose without letting her know without consent (laughs) (laughs) oh i've like fully spied on the neighbors fucking and i laid on the ground and looked (laughs) i've never seen any of my friends my friend mia (laughs) (laughs) classic mia yeah she told me that you know why we were Mm. we were 
just going crazy because they were listening to the gossip while they fucked. And wow. Like, I love the gossip so much and I love Beth Ditto, but I had just not imagined this like hetero couple banging to the gossip. Like, yeah, I don't know. that's it a was, wild like, scene. Just so special to me. Yeah. And that's why I had to look because I could hear it. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to be a peeping, a peeping tierney. How <laughs> cute. I'd be happy if I was having sex and then looked over and you were... <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> just smiling. Yeah. I see you. Let's do one more. Ooh. Oh, yes. <laughs> Hi, Lara and Tierney. I replied to a Craigslist ad last week to fart in someone's face for $1,200. Yes. <laughs> Please forward. I try to live an open, honest life to the best I can because I'm terrible at keeping my own secrets, but I'm ashamed to admit this. I hope you don't mind if I write to babe so it'll me, it'll, it's my, it'll let me vent so I don't end up blurting it out at a family dinner. I saw the post and even though I was interested, I showed it to my boyfriend of two years (laughs) who laughed and asked him, and I asked him if I replied to it, if he'd have a problem with it. He said if the same offer came to him that he would fart in people's faces for the rest of his life. I contacted the guy and we're meeting in public to discuss if I'm the one with the farts he wants to sniff. I also texted him to ask him some details like how he has that much money and what he looks like and what his interests are. So far, we haven't set a concrete date, but I'm nervous as shit about it. I feel like if I agree to do it, it will make me, quote, dirty. The guy claims there's nothing sexual about it. Yeah, right. And that I can keep my clothes on, but I can't help but feel weird. I did some sex work in the past and would send men pictures of my feet and would be paid, but it never felt right to me. I don't know how to get past this mindset. I'm not one of those girls that shames whores or sluts because I am a they can do whatever they want and it doesn't affect me and I encourage them to change the mindset that if a woman sleeps with many men that makes them dirty. However, when it comes to me, I just can't hook up with someone or be sexual with someone unless I'm in a relationship and I'm very picky when it comes to men I date. When my first real boyfriend broke up with me in my early 20s, I thought that I could never have sex with anyone again since I lost my virginity to him and if I ever dated someone else, I would be damaged goods. I tried to get back with him because I love sex so much and I thought I could only have it with him. (laughs) This was what led me to my babe path until I cut things off with him and decided to try out a one night stand after I hadn't had sex in 2.5 years. It was awful and I hated how I felt in the morning and I just knew it wasn't my thing. It took me a while to kind of push it back and that led me down other paths, but that's a story for another time. Anyway, thanks for reading my jumbled up thoughts. I'm on a weird Adderall rush right now. I could have gone on longer about my weird past with being uncomfortable with sex and touching people outside of a relationship, but I don't want to lose your interest. If you have any advice for me, I'd love to hear it. I want to get this sweet fart money and I want to be able to sleep at night too. I'll post more updates if this goes anywhere. Fart. I say fart and if someone offered, I would like, I'm like, come over now and we'll get it done. I mean, I have zero resistance to this job. No, but this sounds I like a great also opportunity. Be about the performance anxiety aspect. Yeah, like how I don't. I don't I, fart. Similarly to my exactly. inability to poop, revenge, revenge poop on demand. Yeah, like I, I feel no rhythm or rhyme <laughs> to my. <laughs> they come and they go. Yeah, I would need my fart benefactor to be on call. Like within a ten foot radius yeah. of me, and then I'd be like, "Oh my god, it's gonna happen a now!" Poppin'. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't. You're like, come 
now <laughs> yeah so i'm curious about the logistics of this like do or you, you guys have to hang out for like six hours yeah and then, like also do some like preparation somehow i mean i don't yeah i don't know like like i picture small. this as being very transactional like one yeah, part for 1200 that's, that's why like sorry i'm like talking no, 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 me, but just like it's just so transactional like you said so and also like if you're not it obviously it's not not sexual like like how she called out but if you really are going to be wearing like jeans which you can sniff a fart through jeans just yeah. fine then, how close is he to your body i mean i think pretty close yeah so it's like that aspect is there but like when you're talking about you know your experiences with like preferring or only wanting sex within a relationship it's like you're not gonna be having sex with him yeah that's true i also think that like since you did speak to the fact in a nice way that like you don't actually like um ideologically believe that sex works somehow like you know takes away a woman's purity or something and like all that bullshit i feel like maybe you really feel dirty about it because it's a fart yeah <laughs> it's definitely not something i would ever lead with in like a conversation but it is like a sounds like pretty easy anybody money anybody who knows what's good would be proud of you for this opportunity yeah if i met someone and they said i farted in someone's face and they gave me 1200 bucks i'd be like legend i would be like how many times did you do it yeah i think (laughs) if you're gonna do it you clearly need to work out like every single logistic and have it like on like settled into what how exactly the farts are gonna work how long are you supposed to be farting don't ask people with offering i know why you did this because you wanted to like scope if it was legitimate but i don't think if you want to be like an amazing provider of these niche services to wealthy people don't ask them like how they're wealthy or like seem surprised that they're wealthy no like people are wealthy people are wealthier than some of us can ever imagine and they get what they want with their money and like it's not your job as somebody who might be providing them what they want to like talk about that because i think it like takes away some of like the power of the equation yeah like clearly this person that's a really good point you know yeah because like think of it if you owned a clothing store and someone came in and they said i want to buy this fifteen thousand dollar bag and you you would not you ask go, them wow what do you do yeah how do you even have that much money like where do you get the money you're to like, buy have this have you seen the red version yeah <laughs> yeah you're like yes i will and. box it up for you and is there anything else you would like what to else? try on yeah like i also have this beautiful cashmere like, sweater for sale too yeah <laughs> i mean you the most important thing is just setting all the boundaries within this transaction and then getting the cash it's so fun for people to like like every time it's like my third time talking on this podcast with you but like whenever we get into these advice scenarios it literally like thrills and trips me out because it's like advice so random like it's so random (laughs) it's really random but i love like a sex work advice i've never i don't think i've done any sex work then you must not have yeah (laughs) (laughs) which i mean where are the farters? i know you've been down (laughs) i'm down i'm fully down this is a good i'm i love a deal yeah so a a a twelve hundred dollar to fart deal is a deal 
I would not want a six hour fart journey though. I don't think I'd <laughs> want like proposed. a one hour. I, I would think Some it would, I'd price it like a others, massage. So if you fart a lot, you should definitely do it. Yeah. If you're like always, <laughs> if you find yourself just kind of farting, I mean, it's great the, in 2000. Yours- <laughs> <laughs> In 2018, you can literally monetize everything. So if you find yourself sitting around farting a lot, like find a way to make money off of it. And if you guys have any ideas of how I can monetize more stuff about me, please tell me. Yeah, I'm like fully (laughs) ready. If it's a no sex pants on fart for 30 minutes, get 1200 cash. I'm fully down. I'll take off my pants. Uh, you're trying to <laughs> no touch but you can see no touch but see i would do like a an underwear an underwear a thong yeah like who cares but a thong is the same as nothing mm. it literally is it for me it feels safer with a thong because of the vagina part i guess yeah. yeah just like a bend over in someone's <laughs> face if it's a bend over, I would do a thong. But if it's just a standing fart yeah, I I with no pulling away. I was away. imagining standing. Yeah. Okay. What are your like, what's your like fart r- rules? rules? Yeah. No touching. Mm-hmm. You pick, you find us a location that's, a, I don't know, like, I don't want to go to your house and you don't, I don't want you to go to my house. So like you get a room at like a not skeezy hotel. Mm-hmm. And the last rules, there's no other rules, babe. Love that. Tips are encouraged. <laughs> but wait, what about the time length of time? Oh yeah. So like that yeah, that was I was trying to say that and then I didn't. Um it would need to be really expedited. Like it could not be more than um oh I, I don't know, sixty minutes feels too long, honestly. Six- but I would give sixty to ninety for twelve hundred. Yeah. I would I would do sixty minutes for twelve hundred. I would love a room at like a room that we can stay at. After. Yeah, yeah. The Beverly Hills Hotel like comes to mind as a place that I also, would like to relax. If this is from Craigslist. Like some guys are just getting hard talking to you about this, and they don't have money, and they're not going to do this. Yeah, like you'll find out like when their you meet. Erotica is this because it's like we sound like I'm not really trying to like seem like oh my god like sex work is so easy. Like if I just could have all my rules like. You know, because I know that's like not in fact the case, but I I love fantasizing about easy money, yeah, in all ways, and in this particular instance of the, you know, the non-sex, non-nude farting, it's like I've honestly never said farting this much. No, me neither. Like Mia, one time had a gag. Mia is an infamous friend of ours. That's why we keep talking about her. And she, um, you should never come on one day. She's like, truly, babe. She is. That's a great idea. Uh, I'm ready to babe out with Mia. It would be amazing. She like, um, she had like fart spray and then we were at a big dinner party, (laughs) but it wasn't like a fancy dinner party. It was very friendly. And then I was trying to tell the story about whatever she was doing with the spray. She loves spy equipment and gag gift stuff, you know, (laughs) both, um, and then I was like telling the story to like a hot guy and I was like, yeah. And she had this bad smelling spray. And then her and Nico heard me <laughs> call fart spray, bad spe- smelling spray. And they were like trolling me for years. You like, got a little still are. fart shamed. Yeah. Like, cause I didn't want to like, 
Yeah, as I'm way freer with like sexuality than I am with my like farting and bruise. Yeah. But but now you're here. I brewed in Nordstrom once. Love. In a dressing room. <laughs> no. I did. <laughs> I think I was prom dress shopping and I had on a dress. There was like still my own dress I hadn't taken off yet. And I don't know what happened because it had never happened before or after. Mm-hmm. But I was wearing underwear. And I stood there and the brew just vacated me. Uh, and my um, undergarments were able to hold it. Oh, thank God. And I took it off and threw it away. And then the funniest part to me, because at the time I wasn't really into like no underwear as much. Yeah. So then I had to be in like a short dress doing, I remember I was with my mom and I didn't make any mention of it to her until like this year. It was like oh, a few years It's a ago. long secret. Yeah. Oh my god! So that's just, but I really got off on walking around the mall in my little dress without undies. After it was, but I don't know why that happened. That's wild. So this podcast is changing me. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe, yeah, maybe this fart seeker is just like doing what I do when I go to like net a porte and uh, yeah, make like you know a wish I mean? list shopping, on there. Yeah, yeah, like shopping like gives me a thrill, but like I don't have the funds to get anything from that website. Mm-hmm. That's Laura plugging you guys. Yeah, I do have a Net-a-Porte wish list if for you any high it. rollers that really that want to fuck hot. with it. Who's the richest listener? I don't know, but there are some rich listeners. So, congrats. Love that for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for you and your journey. <laughs> congrats. Um, yeah, and also please let us know. Like, pl- write a follow up and let me know. Like what if, you did yeah, with like this. what happened. All right, we gotta wrap things up. But Bye. This is so fun, as always, a treat. I'm looking Lara right in the eyes. We're kind of relaxing, <laughs> looking We're in the both eyes. Down. Yeah. <laughs> Write emails to babepodcast at gmail.com. Follow um the babe podcast journey on instagram at babe podcast and if you listen to this episode and it's your first time and you love it or even if you have been loving it but you haven't gotten involved on a ratings on itunes level i truly don't know what you're rating for and i'm gonna need you to rate this podcast five stars and just leave a review five stars yeah and follow Tierney at T Star Seven. Please, I love it when I get followers from Babe, and I love it when you write me and say that you met me from Babe because there's so many of you, and it's so cute. It's great. And if you want to get Tierney some wish list items, yeah, bitch. feel free. You can go to LarsMarie.com. So, and it two will. Amazon boxes got delivered to my house, and you were excited neither one of them one of them i'm such a fucking idiot i ordered (laughs) my boyfriend some shit for his birthday sunday i'm not gonna say what it is and then because he actually listened to both episodes so cute and then um the other one i opened and it was um what did i say your mom had given you relish relish that's gross disgusting that's really rude it was so sad when i thought those were for me and then so I don't it don't let Tierney be sad. Relish. Let her be happy. LarsMarie.com will take you right to her wish list. Uh, I love that website. Yeah, it's my <laughs> favorite site. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye.
Bye. Babe? Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.